Hilchus Carbon Pesach, Perakasir Lach Yud, last final Perak of Hilchus Carbon Pesach. Hashev Etzem Pesach Tor, somebody who breaks a bone of the Carbon Pesach. And a Tor Carbon Pesach, that is, uh, so it's ready to be eaten and just he breaks a bone on it. You can still eat it, of course, but now there's a broken bone. He's a Laker. The, 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 he's Chayim Malkus. Again, the animal's not, not alive. I'm talking about a case where it's already roasted and everything. <clears throat> or at least it's already shechted. He's Chayim Malkus. Remember it says, You shall not break a bone in the carbon Pesach. Also, the same exact expression is used at Pesach Sheni. Similar, like, don't break a bone there. Interesting by Tishbu Yishbu Lush in the cave of Okay. So that is. Both carbon pesachs. However, if it was a carbon pesach that was brought in a state of tumah, because the majority of the Jewish people were tummy, so the whole carbon pesach was brought in a state of tumah. If you break a bone in that carbon pesach, you're not chayav malchus, which means it sounds like you're not allowed to. Just you're not chayav malchus if you do. The pasuk they don't break it. But tar refers to a tar, not by a tummy. Actually, so in fact, in that case, it sounds like the whole prohibition, the whole issue doesn't apply. He's saying the Pasuk Bai means it. It meaning the carbon Pesach in its ideal fashion. So not only even the Ram says any like it, it sounds actually there's no lav bechlau. Um, so in that case, if it was brought betuma, uh, you know, go break bones if you want. All right. And so you want to eat, let's say it's a soft, the soft goat, and you want to eat, uh, eat, uh, eat the bone, and by eating the bone, you'll break it. That's, that's not a problem, apparently, if it's um, a case where it's brought betuma. This is true. Whether you break the bone of the carbon Pesach on the night of the 15th of Nisan or Ir, uh, in a time when you can eat the carbon, do the mitzvah of eating it, or you broke the bone at a time where you cannot yet do the mitzvah of eating it, or even the next day or a few days later. The point is, whenever you break the bone of a carbon Pesach, either before or after or during the time when it's allowed to be eaten, a person is Chayav Malkus. Therefore, in order to prevent people not to be transgressed, the issue of breaking the bone, they would burn the bone of the carbon Pesach. And when you burn them, they become dust, right? Ash. Among, um, when they would burn, let's say, in the Neusser, if there was leftover meat, uh, they would burn the bones with them. They should not come to cause them to transgress of breaking the bone. What if there was no Neusser? There was no leftovers? There was always what to burn because you had sinews that were unedible, un- un- you had other things that were, un- were not edible. Um, we'll see that there is a bone that in the next halacha we'll see that there's a bone, like the hip bone, for example, it's called the coolius. It's closed on both ends. It's one on both ends? Closed on both ends. It's, 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 uh, in other words, it's not like you can sort of somehow uh, uh, suck out the marrow. It's impossible. It's totally encased naturally. So um, the marrow is considered the meat of the carbon pesach, as we'll see. So in that case, you had to make sure to burn that because the marrow is nicer. It's meat. So there's always what to burn. Even if you didn't want, even, even, even if you said, no, I'll, I'm going I'm to dissolve the bones in uh, uh, alkaline acid. That would work, work as well, though, Claire. Don't mitzvah to burn it. It's just a matter of practically making sure not to... Destroy them. Yeah, destroy them. No, no one should uh, break them. So you want to you know, put the bones in the Yom Elach also work, except that you travel there. It's going to, you know, you risk of breaking the bones in the way. All right, Gimel. The iser, the 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 for that matter, the lav of breaking the bone of the korban pesach is only a bone that has on the kazayas of meat, or it has marrow. And naturally, that is, of course, you can always take the meat and scrape the bones off. And then, when you finish the korban pesach, everyone ate with their fill. 
you, know, you break all the bones. Why are you burning it? No, but the point is, is that that it means it means there's natural attachment of a kasayas of meat to it. And a bone which does not have marrow, and again marrow is considered the meat, as we'll see. Does not have a kasayas of meat naturally. You're not for breaking that bone. Now I'm not a I'm not an animal biologist. I don't know what what bones, but I guess there's some bones in the animal that don't have natural meat attached to them, like certain parts of the animal. Hoyle of Kazai's busser, if it had a Kazai's busser attached to it, and you broke the bone, Shloyb Makam Busser, but you didn't break it in the place where the meat's attached to it, Chayv is still Chayv. Afisha Makam Shavar Pani Busser, despite the fact that the location where you cracked it, there's no meat attached to it over there, still because there is somewhere on this bone a total of Kazai's of natural meat attached to it, that makes the person Chayv. Dalit. Vashever Acha Shever Be'etzem Echod. Like a person who breaks the bone, and someone else comes and breaks the bone. In fact, the Mefarshim explained even the same person breaks the bone twice. He's chayiv for each time because you don't say once it's broken the issue is done and now there's no, there's no option to break it. That's not true. Every time you break it into smaller pieces, the chayiv malchus once again. Hey, hasayev at summits. If you burn the bones, machatech gidim, or if you are cut or machatech well, is cut, not really break because they're softer, but you cut the sinews. Um, you're not chayav for the issue of breaking the bones. So sinews are not considered bones. And burning is not considered breaking. That's why, because there's no issue involved in, breaking the, in, in burning the bones, not only do we say that if you want to, you should, you, you can, rather, but you should actually should burn them to prevent other people from bringing over the issue of breaking them. Vav. Pesach, Pesach. We said the current Pesach has to be taller, because if it's Tomei, if it's Bob by all the, all the people, Jewish people, Yinachayev the issue of burning it, the breaking of bones. Excuse me. What if the carbon pesach is 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 disqualified for other reasons? Let's say it became tummy, or let's say pesach should not It was cooked medium rare, or it was, sorry roasted medium rare. Rare, no, no, not medium rare, right? No, even like you know, no again is is, is like almost basically raw. Right? It's not yet edible, as we said. Or mavushal, or it's cooked in water. In which case, it, the carbon pesach is disqualified. Shall by say add them, you break a bone. Like yichayev malchus. Even the carbon pesach became, became possible because it became tamei or left Yerushalayim. Excuse me, left right Yerushalayim sometime during the day, or even at night it left the, the house you're eating it in. Yesh by the iser of breaking the bone still remains, and therefore you're not allowed to break the bone. When is this true? The carbon pesach had a, 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 it was initially fine. Vanilla became disqualified afterwards. So then there's an issue of breaking the bone. So it was a fine carbon pesach. You shechted it, you did a kabbalah, halacha, azrika. Later on, something happened to disqualify it. You, you, because either you cooked it in water, it became tame, it left your shalim, or it left the house you're eating it in. Then there's an issue of breaking it. If the carbon pesach never had a chance, if the carbon pesach never had a chance, for example, the koyin. Did a machshava, had the wrong intention, and, and had in mind, let's say, when he shechted it, or the Kabbalah, or the Halacha, the Zrika, but the, with the intention of uh, putting the parts in the Mizbeach, or throwing the blood in the Mizbeach at the wrong time, or he had in mind the wrong type of carbon, as you said, right? He shechted the carbon Pesach with the intention that it's the carbon's, you know, chatas or something. In that case, because the carbon Pesach never had a chance, there's no lav of breaking the bone. So breaking the bone is a law that only applies when the current Pesach had a moment of potential. If it never, it never had a chance to get off the ground, Mechlau, then there's no law for breaking the bone. Zion. Shavar etzim ha'alya. If he breaks a bone in the tail, the ta'alya, 
has a bone apparently, a tailbone, right? You're not allowed to eat the tail. The tail goes in the mezbeach. The mele, it's the part that you're supposed to eat. If you break a bone of that, you a malchus alav. But the part which is not bechlal meant to be eaten because it's supposed to go in the mezbeach. Now, most of those parts don't have bones, but the tail has a bone. Tail is an exception. The, oh, what's the only part that an animal goes in the mezbeach has a bone? Tail of a lamb. So that bone, you're not allowed to. You, 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 uh, you're, you're not ever the love of of, uh, of breaking it. Okay. Ches ha sechuchim. The sechuchim is cartilage. Sheheim kamayat some rakos like soft bone. That you're allowed to eat. Not that you're allowed to swallow it. That's not a chiddush. The word is you're allowed to chew it, and that's going to break the bone. That's going to break the cartilage. Cartilage is not considered bone. Halachates. Now, what if what if you have an animal that the bones are so soft that they basically are cartilage? I think certain times I've been places where there's been like um. There's been a veal, and the bones are so soft you can actually eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that true? The way, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, by, uh, the, now, the, the meat. The, what's his name? Uh, veal, right? The very. No, no, the, uh, what's the meat that the they use for children? The, oh, flanken. Flanken. Some the, actual bones you could. They're so the soft. Some, yeah. Some 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 flanken. The bone is so soft. Yeah. That you can, oh. uh, so he will have an example like that. Of course, you know you can't bring a cow for Korban Pesach, but hoya gedi cotton v'rach. If it was a very young, if you have a, a, a newborn baby goat, you shech if you carbon pesach, right? Veal carbon pesach. Shatz mayus of rakim is soft bones. Lo yechloyus, you're not allowed to eat them. So just shaver at them because you're breaking a bone. Now, can you swallow it whole? Is that considered breaking the or not? But I don't know if it's practical. No, not, you choke. Not recommended. Yeah, even 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 on. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying even this kind of soft bone. Good. Okay, so it's not practical. If you do eat the bone of the carbon pesach, of the carbon pesach, even though it's very soft and doesn't really break, it just kind of mushes in your mouth. Whether you break a soft one or a hard bone, you chayav malchus. So if I have this very soft gedi and the bones are soft like butter, how do I know what's together of cartilage and what's together of bone? Here's how you differentiate. Any Part of the animal that you'd be able to eat by a full-grown shur after it's cooked, that's considered cartilage, not bone. That exact same part of the animals that you may eat from a soft goat after you roast it. So when you boil, when you cook a large cow, whatever parts are still soft, you can eat from a soft from a goat after you roast it. You're going to Russia, kind of For example, the tips of the jo- of the of the of the um, the joints, I guess, right? Knafayim is, is the edges, baschuchim, and the and the, um, the other kinds of body tissue attaches over here. So it's funny, you know, you never think of knafayim by an animal. Knafayim usually wings. <laughs> Whoever knew that knafayim applied to a, a behemoth? But apparently it does. Knafayim means, means the edges. So when it comes to a bird, knafayim is the edge, the wings are the edge. When it comes to an uh, animal, can find is the tips of the car- of the of the tips of the of the joints where there's cartilage between the bones. I guess there's cartilage to put the bones together. Yeah. Alright. Um, yeah. He yeah, says over here from uh, someone in Rabtanchum, uh, one of the Mafarshim of the Ram, and why the Ram used the word Knafayim over here. Okay, Vaita, Yud. Gidunarakin, Shazayf Lakshayis, you have very soft sinews, but they're going to become hard eventually. I guess certain sinews harden when you roast the animal. Even though they're able to be eaten now and they're soft, and they are edible by Kerm Pesach, you're allowed to eat them. Um, because um, uh, uh, no it's not considered bone, a you don't count the people. You can't say okay if we calculate how many kazayas in this korban pesach, 
How many people can we include? Well, we can, if you include the Gidin, we can include two more people. That's not true because Gidin is not, that's not a gather of meat. You're not yet to the mitzvah of eating Karm Pesach. You have to eat the meat of the animal. The mayach in the head, the cartilage, or the, or the brain itself, rather, I guess, that is considered meat. That's considered meat. And you can take the brain out of the animal's head without breaking anything. So therefore, it's practically speaking possibly to be eaten. However, the cartilage that's inside the kulius, which is, what's a kulius? It's a bone that it's, it's naturally sealed on all sides. You can't suck out the marrow. Like a hip bone, I think, it touches over here. You now you can't get the marrow out without breaking the bone. You're not allowed to break the bone. Or maybe you can't consider that as part of the carbon Pesach. Practically speaking, if you're going to include people and not, not, not everyone's going to have a kazayas to eat. So don't cheshm that in. Now, if you have the carbon Pesach over here and a, a brick falls from the ceiling and smashes that bone, now it's wide open. If a person takes a kazayas from that cartilage, is that considered eating carbon Pesach? Papashtus. Mayach has a din of meat. Marrow has a din, has, has din of meat. So practically speaking, you, you don't rely on the, one of the bricks falling down and breaking it. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that was the whole first part of lucky. Now that I break any of the bones, yeah, it has to be all done. And the halachi and aleph is going to go through exactly what's the practical way to make sure you do this without breaking any bones. Uh, now again, it sounds like the issue of breaking the bone of the carbon pesach starts as soon as you shecht it. As soon as you shecht it, yeah. Yeah, as soon as you shech and the shechita is good, yeah, that's uh, the shechita, Kabbalah, Elch and Zrika are done correctly. That's when the issue begins, yeah. All right, and then all the way until, until you finish, you finish, until you finish uh, eating it, uh, uh, or Chatez comes. Uh, we said actually in the beginning, also, if uh, let's say it hangs around a few days because you, you didn't burn it like you're supposed to, yeah, the Isser continues. Whenever you break a bone of the carbon Pesach, anytime on Pesach, after Pesach, the Isser is there, yeah. Therefore, therefore, they would burn. They would burn the bones to make sure nobody nobody breaks anything. When a person eats a carbon pesach, remember, ideally, the Ramam tells us you're supposed to roast the whole thing at one shot. So, when you eat the carbon pesach, there's been a lot of questions. Halach, I suspect. So, let's just take it one step, one step at a time. As you eat it, you cut the meat away and you eat. And you cut the bones away from the joints at the joints. And if you want, you separate them at the joint. That's, that's, what, you, that's, that's what you could do. If it's too, you, know, you don't want to chew around the whole carbon pesach at once, you could separate it limb by limb, but you have to keep the bones, each one whole. When you reach the Gidanashim, right, you're eating and you come around to the back of the animal or whoever gets, gets the, what's the, what's the, Chuck is the shoulder, yeah? The back of the animal is called the rump roast. Yeah, whoever gets the rump roast, yeah? He takes it out and he puts it with the other Gidim, Batamas, and bones, Akrumis, and the and the, uh, the, the, the um, membranes she eats in Bishasachil you take out when you eat that are not edible that are all supposed to be burned with the nicer now everyone Lechair is asking what do you mean you, you roasted the carbon Pesach with the Gidanasha doesn't this, aren't you supposed to take, take out all the things that are us to eat you remove it before you roast it no so we'll see you don't remove it you don't uh, clean it out Menaka uh, is a term of, of taking out the Gidanashi, yeah? I think even today, the person in the Shachta who takes out all the Gidim is called the Menaka, yeah? yeah? So, he cleans the Kaviyachom. So, you don't do that like other meats where you take, take it out before. You don't cut it to pieces. You're supposed to roast it whole. That's ideally. So, therefore, ideally, most cases, it was Taka roasted whole, and afterwards, when they roast it, they take out all, the, all these parts. If you did cut it into pieces and roast it that way, kosher, it's still kosher. It's just the ideal is to do it one in one part. That's provided he's not missing a limb. In other words, if you cut it into pieces and you roast it that way, it's kosher. But if, let's say, a limb gets lost or it becomes tame, and it didn't get even bechal roast it, so now it could be that past the whole carbon Pesach. 
Um, that's what it sounds like he's saying over here. You have to have it all intact until you finish roasting it. Once you finish roasting it, you cut it in pieces, and one guy, one, one piece comes to me. That's not a problem, for the rest of the carbon Pesach. But till you roast it, it's mashmi, you have to have the whole thing available. Um, yeah, that's what it sounds like he's saying. Okay. So, so now, so hang on a second. Now, Lechayda, how does Karim Pesach be roasted with, with, with the Gedanashe? So there, you see the Ravid over here has a very strong statement over here. Like, see, he says, That there's nothing, no issue than this, that he Pesach in they were roasted in Nasha. Um, that's what you're saying. They bring me one like this, the Ramam style. He sees the on the ground in front of him. So he's saying it's in the point is, is that the Gidanash itself, we pass it, doesn't have flavor, doesn't impart real flavor. And therefore, the Kondar Ram is not a problem to roast it together with the whole animal at once, because whatever minimal flavor it has is bottled right away. The fat. Of the Gidanoshe is only Midrabon, and therefore we hear the Chamor and Goyish and Mitzab, the Indian of roasting it together, roasting it at once. And there's other parts, um, the, 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 the veins in the head that, there are, there are, that you have to take out. All the parts you take out by regular animals are all Midrabon, and you hear the word Goyish basically, because you're roasting it, and therefore it all falls down. And therefore, um, yeah, and the Kesavish explains that the Ramam agrees that any parts that were also made at Torah, any part of the Chalavim that are made at Raisa, they were taken removed. That's what the Kesavish says. Good, okay. Vaitin halachi dalaf. Tarach adam mishtadol shlo yashem basa pesach adbeker. Person has to put an effort that he should not leave over any carb pesach meat till the morning. She eat it all before the morning comes. I mean, Rabban before chatzos. Shemarit says, don't leave any till the morning. This is also true by the carbon pesach sheni. Shemarit says, don't leave anything till the morning. If you do leave it over till the morning, which is basically a given. If you chatzes comes and there's nothing, it's not finished yet. You can't eat anymore. So yeah, it's going to be automatically up to the morning. Whether it's a carbon pesach rishon or sheni, oh, but let's say you violated a leisa say. Veinu like al avzei nachay malchus for the fact you left it over. Why? Sheni tiklase because it's a lav. Sheni tiklase. There's a say that you do to correct the lav. Shenem ravenes to menav beish shreifu. If it's left over in the morning, you burn it in fire. What does it mean? The carbon pesach rishon or carbon pesach sheni. The pesach yeah yeah. Now, the Farshim observed that there's obviously another reason over here why you're not Malchus. Besides the fact that it's, lav, it's a lav which is connected to an assay that you correct, there's no maise. You didn't do an, an action. Therefore, another reason, the second reason why you're not Chayav Malchus. Okay, Yud Beis. Kishmakriv, and that's the Pesach Rishin. When you're Makriv, the first, the carbon Pesach Rishin. Right, here the Ram goes on to the other Karbanis of, of, of Pesach, besides carbon Pesach. You're makiv with it, voluntary kav mishlamim, on Erev Pesach, whatever kind of animal you want, either bakr or tzayin, unlike carbon Pesach, which has to be tzayin or, or, or a goat. Um, the term tzayin really includes goats as well. This could be also from bakr, any kav mishlamim, any animal is good, any kosher animal that's domesticated, any behemoth. Whether it's a, a, an adult or a child, unlike carbon Pesach, which has to be dafka less than a year old, unlike carbon Pesach, which has to be dafka a zacher, like a regular standard procedure of a kav mishlamim. Now, why do you do this exactly? The Zuhi Anikris Chagigas Abbas is called the carbon Chagiga of the 14th of Nisan. The Torah says regarding this, you should offer your God, sheep or cattle. 
Now, you obviously don't bring Karm Pesach from cattle, okay? But Karm Pesach must be tzayin. So what does it mean, tzayin bakar? So the vart is that it refers to the chagiga with the Karm Pesach. And when do you do this? Again, this is not a chi of mamish, it's a suggestion, as we'll see. When you bring it, when Erev Pesach is not on Shabbos, it's a, it's a regular weekday, Erev Pesach. And therefore, other kavanas are an option. It's not a special exception because everyone's Tomei. No, everyone's Tar. And there is not a lot of carbon um, Pesachs. So, so everyone's basically, you have a lot of people, are, 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 there's not a lot of sheep, there's a, a very low uh, mating season, there's very few sheep, and therefore, or very few goats, let's say, and therefore, um, or, you, or you can even say that this one group only has like two people. I'm sorry, don't make any sense, no, never mind. Uh, uh, there's very few carbon Pesachs. So everyone's going to, 100 people per animal, everyone's getting just the Kazayas. Now, you're supposed to eat al-seva. So therefore, in order to make sure you, you, get, the, you get your Kazayas carbon Pesach, you're full, you offer... A lot of shamish hagiga, and then everyone eats from that, and therefore, when it comes to Pesach, you have uh, you, you ate your kizayis b'seiva. What if it wasn't the case of bechol b'tar of muot? What if Erev Pesach was on Shabbos? On Shabbos, you're not allowed to shechkar barnas that are not a chiyuv and have a specific zman, so you don't bring shamish hagiga. Or Shabbat Pesach or it's a case where Karban Pesach, the whole class shows tummy, majority is tummy. Special guests are kosher. You bring Karban Pesach anyways. Only Karban Pesach. You can't bring a chatas if you're tummy. You can't bring a chigigah if you're tummy. What if there's a lot of animals? You have uh, so many goats, and every every two three people have their own Karban Pesach. You don't bring a Karban Chigigah with it. All you do is offer Karban Pesach because you don't want to have nicer. So you don't want to have unnecessary meat. And it's not, it's not necessary because you eat your psagan, so shtikl, kam, pesach, by the time you eat the last kazayas, it'll be already all seva. Yid gimel. Chagigah's abbas, this, this chagigah we described in the previous, previous perech of the 14th Nisan, reshus, it's a reshus, even though again we had a pasuk that says, it's not a chiv, it's a recommendation, if you will. Interesting. All right. Excuse me. Um, as is the standard of the carbon shlomim, the time table to eat it is two days and a night. So Erev Pesach, the first night of Pesach, and the first day of Pesach. But once the second night of Pesach begins, you know, it's so, but you call it ready for the second night, you now no longer eat that meat. And you have to, at that point, you have to go now and try to burn it that night before the morning comes. You now let it sit to the third day. In this case, the third day is the second day of Pesach, right? Erev Pesach. Tesh Vav Nisan and then Tesh Zayin Nisan. So you have to make sure it doesn't see the sunrise of Tesh Zayin Nisan. Shemet says, Lo yom Hashem is Don't let sit overnight the meat you shechted on the first day to the morning. What does that mean? What's the first day? What's the morning? We learn by tradition, This is an Isser for somebody who is not allowed to, not, to leave, to make sure you don't leave from the Kermit Chayiga of Erev Pesach to the morning of the 16th. Shemet says, La'abegah to the morning. Ad'abegah means the morning of the second day, second day of Pesach. So, um, yeah. If your tumma does let the meat hang around, he's not chay of Malchus. Why? Again, because it's a mitzvah to burn the noiser with any other noiser of any other kind of carbonus. This is a standard procedure across all carbonus. Again, it's, it's a lav which has an assay to compensate for it, therefore it's not chay of Malchus. Also, of course, it's not a, there's no maise. Okay. Yud Dalit. 
the meat of this carbon chagiga of erev Pesach that you ate with your carbon Pesach by the seder, that you served it with shulchan aruch right with the with carbon Pesach, and all the other food, all the other dishes apparently, whatever whatever kind of uh, salads and mices you served over there or cooked food you served over there. The deck of cook food, not raw food, that that, um, that went on the table, all burned together with the carbon pesach when you burn it, the bones or whatever you burn. The like the carbon pesach, it all must be eaten. Every single thing your wife puts out, everything has to be finished with because if not, worried you're going to mix the carbon pesach meat with the other kind of meat, and you're not going to get you're confused. And if you're allowed to eat that at the chatzais, you'll eat this after chatzais until the morning, or when the morning comes. And therefore, as as a blanket azhara, whatever comes, whatever cooked food comes, the carbon, comes on the table with the carbon pesach has all the restrictions of the carbon pesach. The Amam does not say that you're also not allowed to take it out. Interestingly enough, he doesn't say that. But, but yeah, but he does say you have to burn it, uh, you, have to, you can't eat it after chatzos, and you have to burn it with everything else. Tesvav. Ma'abain Pesach Rishon, Pesach Sheni. What are the differences, bottom line, between Karim Pesach Rishon, of Tesvav Nisan, or Yedalad Nisan, rather, and Pesach Sheni? It's amazing that if someone doesn't have enough meat for, for a person, yeah. he cannot go to another one that has extra meat. Mm, he wasn't part of the original Chabura. So, so, the, so that's only true. Pesach, that's true. Yeah, yes. yeah. You have to be part of your Chabura, exactly. And if you don't, we like yesterday. Someone comes late and they finish it without him. Too bad. <laughs> now he's yoyed, he, he's not chayyuk Pesach Sheni because they shechted and he was part of the group and the blood was sprinkled. He was part of it. I'm saying some, someone has is short and the other one is, is extra. Yeah. No. Once you shechted, it's like you can't mix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ma bein Sheni. What is the difference between Karim Pesach? Derech Agav, the mitzvah of eating Karim Pesach al-Seva, what's the var to have meat dafke? Why don't you fill yourself up on carrots or matzah? It's much for the dafke al-Seva, dafke from meat of other karbonas. Stam. Okay. Ma'abeim Pesach Rish Pesach Sheni. What are the differences between Karim Pesach Rish Pesach Sheni? Right? We know there are similarities. What are the differences? We'll say both here. Differences and similarities. Compare and contrast. Yeah. Harishan also Muhammad Sabayobayamatza. Karm Pesakhishan, when you shecht it, when you eat it and not, not sorry, when you shecht it, besides the fact that on the holiday of Pesach you can't know Khamitz, Bashas the Shit of Karm Pesach, there's an Isra of Bayobayamatza. You're not allowed to own Khamitz when you own the when you when you when you when you uh shecht it. The Ain Nishat al Khamitz. Oh, sorry, that's the second Akutta. The first Akutta is that yeah, the, that the time yeah, with well, the chayyur, that's nothing to do with the carbon pesach rishon. Has to do with the fact that it's a chag of pesach. So I'm not sure what he means, but akapani you're not allowed to have chametz when you eat it when you shecht it. The ein latin menu chutzah chaburah. You're not allowed to take the carbon pesach outside of the of the of the house you're in, as you said, the group you're part of. It depends if you if you have one group in the house, then that house defines the boundaries. If it's two groups in one house, they have to make a boundary around them. I said yesterday, the chayyur, if a family is eating the carbon pesach outside in the Crossback Park, the house, even though it's one group, they also have to make some kind of perimeter around them to define what's the definition of chutz. You have to say a halal when you eat the carbon pesach rishon. You bring carbon of chigiga, as we said in Lachi and Dal, and then Gimel along with it. It's a possibility for the whole Kaisal to bring it in the state of Tumah. If the majority of the, of the Kahal, well, not the majority of Klaal Yisrael, but the majority of the, those who approach the Beis Amikdash, as we said, that's when they take the survey, yeah? Everyone's standing outside the Azara. If the majority of those people are Tumah, that's when you uh, decide if you bring it to Tumah. So, that's carbon pesach rishon. All these halachas, as we'll see, are dinim 
You're allowed to have chametz matzah in the house with you. As, but there's Rashi in Chumash that says that you're not allowed to eat chametz with the korban pesach. So, but um, uh, some people try to say, there's a, one of the first tries, because it's not clear what the mucker for that is. Where does it say clearly you can't eat chametz with the korban pesach? So it's not clear in the Gemara. Pesach Rishon, that is. Pesach Shani, excuse me. Right? So, so where does it say I can't dip my Pesach Shani in mashke, right? In, in vodka. Or you can't have it in a bread sandwich. So people try to say actually that the Rashi means together with the Pesach Shani. But really it's very schwer. And the Rebbe has a sikh, he explains, if you look more carefully where Rashi got that from, that you're not allowed to eat Chametz with the Pesach Shani simultaneously, despite the fact you have it in your fridge. In your cabinet, you can't eat it with the Pesach Sheni. Akaponim, you're allowed to have it in your house by Pesach Sheni. You don't have to go do because chametz. The Eitan Hamachlasi, you do not need to say halal Pesach Sheni. You could take Har Pesach Sheni outside of the group that you're a part of, outside of the had collection of people, which means outside the house as well, I think. There's no need to bring Chigig with it. There's never a case where you bring the Pesach Sheni neither as individuals or as a tzibur. Shneim Dechas Shabbos, both that, that's how they're different. How they're similar, both of them are, both of them can be done even if it's Shabbos, Yudalad Nisan or Iris on Shabbos. Or to Asyasan, you have to say halo when you shecht it and you do the process in the Mikdash. You don't say halo when you eat the Pesach Sheni, as you said, only Pesach Rishon. But Peshas the Hakrova in the Mikdash, you do say halo by both. You roast it um, in one house. And you have to eat it. Oh, sorry, that chol and soli it's eaten roasted dafke, right? Not cooked, not made in rare. But by the one house, al matzim with matzim mara. So, so a minute ago, Ramam told us umaytzin aisim mechutzel chaberose. But here he's saying it has to be eaten in one house, which means that you can't take it out of the house that you're part of, but you can take it out of the chabura. Not sure what that means exactly. What's an example? Guess if you have you have two groups. Uh huh. Interesting. You have two groups. Um, oh, he touches over here like this. He now let it take it. And he, it sounds like he's saying that what the Ramah says before in the beginning of Tesvav, excuse me. Um, sorry, one second. He said, he said, but Pesach Shani, we said. Wait a second. What, what's the gear by you? Let's start Tesvav again. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Not, not Tesvav again. Avo Pesach Sheni. Yeah, you have it? Avo Pesach Sheni. Avo Pesach Sheni. Chavot Tzimah Bayis. The Enei Ton Hal Bachilosei. But you would say, Umetzina Yisei Chutz Lebeis Achilosei. But by here this Amit says, Umetzina Yisei Chutz Lechabarosei. Okay. So, so let's say like your gear so. You're allowed to take it out of the house in which you're eating it. You don't even come here with the Pesach Sheni. There's never a case that comes to Shabbos. They both come on Shabbos. You have to do halal when you do it. It's eaten roasted. In one house. So now it's even more problematic. So again, here he's saying. 
Oh, so, 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 oh, so here he's saying like this. He's saying that before the Rambam says he means that you're, you're allowed to technically take it out of the house. Unlike Pesach Rishon, if you take it out of the Chabura area, the house area, that passes it. Pesach Rishon does not, not passel it. You can't eat it outside the house. You bring it out of the house, oops, bring it back inside. Pesach Rishon, too late. Pesach Rishon, you bring it back inside, but then, but when, you, when you eat it, you have to eat it by Yisachot. Okay, a matzah more with matzah more. That's how he touching it. That's why he wants to say B'Shem Yerel Korkus. Okay. I'm sorry, B'Yerel Korkus. Um, you're not allowed to leave over either of them. And you're not allowed to break a bone. Why don't we say that Pesach and Shishin are equal for all practical purposes? The Pesach tells us, do the Pesach Shain, like the Pesach Rishin, all purposes. So why do you, why are we saying there's differences? Everything Allah should be the same. And the Rambam, the Fishaperish, makes us Chokas Pesach. Because after saying do everything in Pesach Shani as you did Pesach Rishin, it then goes and specifies certain things. Why specify those things if it already says do everything the same? Lamish Shainim Shavla Rishin El Bedvamish Pasha. I teach you, it's only same. It's only similar to the Karpishin in those things specifies. Vehem Mitzvah Shavukufi. These are mitzvahs that apply to the Pesach and Karpishin itself. As opposed to the things that have to do with whether you say halal around it um, or whether you bring a chagiga with it, those things are where it's different. But the things that are about the carpet itself, um, uh, um, whether it's the chashabis or how it's roasted, that, that, that's the same. So, in other words, we say every morning in the British Malaymer, this is the, cl- this is, uh, the eighth midah. I think yeah. Call davish adichlal yatsim naklal lamid lo lamid yatsim yatsim lamid naklal kula yatsim. You have a situation. We have a klal. And Torah specifies that specification is telling you about the whole entire thing. Actually, no. It probably better be called. Sorry, no. That, that's wrong. It's klal prat. That's what it is. Oh no. Klal Prat, it, it, it zeroes down to... You know, okay, but it's, it's one of the two. <laughs> okay, it's one of the two. Vaita. Uh, but, okay, now, the Yud says, Sheklalze or Viklalze? Vehem Mitzvah Shagufa, Vehem Chazah Pesach. Okay. Oh, actually, I have it over here. I didn't want to open it. Good. Okay, so we're at the last few lines of here. Even though in the gears of it's Sheklalze, it's probably supposed to be Klalze. Just Klalze Shem because it's a new thing. It's not, it's, not, it's not continuing. That's why the Shin is very puzzling. Klalze Shem Mitzrayim. Over here he says, he tries to say, They included it together. Period. What it says in Mitzrayim, this week's parasha and Mavi, that you have to take Gorm Pesach, Dafka, and Yud Nisan. You have to touch the blood after you shecht it with a, 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 a bundle of hyssop. The mashkiv to the door, the doorpost lintel on top. The shem was to do torpos on the side. and eat it in a rush. Those were not permanent halachas for all generations. They only apply in Pesach Mitzrayim. The rest of history, you don't have to eat bichi Just eat it before the morning comes. Matayda and before the